You're listening to a podcast from Victory. Jesus interprets the law of retribution. Learn more about non-retaliation in week 7 of our series, Redefined. If you have your Bible with you, we're going to read from Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 38 to 42. Verse 38, it says, You have heard that it was said, An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. Without a doubt, this section of Jesus sermon is one of the most uh, misunderstood and misapplied uh, of all the teachings of Jesus. And many times people will look at this sermon and they will just see the letter of the law and not understanding the spirit and the heart behind the law. I remember the story of a Christian man who was hit on the face. So, and he, he went down. So when he went down, he got up again. Tapos he offered this uh, the other side of his face. And he was hit again. And he went down. But after that, he got up and started beating up this guy. <laughs> the other guy who hit him twice. After that, uh, the, the friend of this Christian uh, man who were there and watching the, the whole thing, they said, bro, why did you do that? And he said, well, God did say that if we're hit, we offer the other chick. But after that, he did not say anything or did not give us any instructions. <laughs> So he just obeyed the letter of the law, but did not catch the spirit and the heart behind this law. For some people, they interpreted Jesus' teaching as a complete non-resistance under any circumstances. Meaning, you don't fight or you don't defend yourself. So parang, okay, sabi sa Bible, if you are hit on the other side of your face, you offer the other one and, and all of these things. So that means that you don't retaliate, you don't uh, respond, you don't fight, you don't defend. So if you're being abused, you just let other people abuse you. So it, but it doesn't mean that if you have a, a husband who is verbally and physically assaulting you, doesn't mean you just stay there and don't do anything. That's not what the Bible is saying. So let's go through the sermon of Jesus and let's see what... It really means. Verse 38, it says, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Now, this verse causes some people to say that the Old Testament was savage and bloodthirsty. They said, we are, there are two different gods, the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament. The God of the New Testament is gracious and loving, but the God of the Old Testament is really uh, bloodthirsty and is cruel and is harsh. But that, the, the, there's, there's nothing that could be farther from the truth. Because this law was originally given as a principle of justice belonging to the courts of law. And, uh, and the reason why this was given, eye for an eye, tooth for, for a tooth, is really to protect the rights of the victim, but also at the same time protect the offender, so also has rights from excessive or extreme form of punishment. Because knowing us, diba, pag meron gumawa sa atin ng masama, uh, we, we demand punishment. We demand something that is greater than the crime committed to us. Sa atin, hindi eye for an eye. Eh. Pag eye, gusto natin, buong head. 
pag merong nagsabi sa atin ng masama, gusto nating ibaon sa hukay. So, uh, it can uh, it can really easily go out of control. So, that's why they institu- instituted this ordinance in the spirit of the Ten Commandments in order to prevent something from going out of control. So that there will be proper judgment for a crime committed. So, th- this law was not in any way promoting violence, revenge, or act of personal retaliation that can easily go out of proportion. It was actually instituted to prevent such things from happening. So, they want to make sure, okay, kung may nagkamali, parusahan, pero, hey, wag nyo nang isama yung buong clan or yung tribe. Don't annihilate the whole family because of what happened. Make sure that the punishment will also be just and it's commensurate to the crime committed. So that's the spirit. You know, some of the blockbuster movies that we watch or are being shown right now, it's based on the plot or theme of revenge. Okay, I'm sure some of you are familiar with these movies. And I'm imagining some of you na pinapanood nyo to, nakangiti talaga kayo. <laughs> It resonates with us. Bakit blockbuster yung mga ganitong movies? Bakit siya bumibenta sa akin? Because it resonates with us. The desire for justice, but sometimes also the desire for revenge. To get back at people who did us something wrong with the hope of making things right and uh, correcting the wrongs other people have done to us. Parang feeling natin para masatisfy yung Yung emotion natin or yung justice, the, uh, I need to punish that person who did me wrong. But, but it never works. And in fact, it makes things worse. You know, there's this uh, great quote from Tim Keller. He said, when you try to get payment through revenge, the evil does not disappear. Instead, it spreads. And it spreads most tragically of all into you and your own character. So when we respond to a wrong committed through revenge, it actually spread the evil, not stop it. So it, in, in the long run, it doesn't really solve the problem. It actually just escalates the problem. Now, some teachers of the law use this law as a license for personal vengeance. That's why Jesus had to redefine and reinforce the heart and spirit of this law. So pag tinuturo nila, yung mga tao tuloy, ang application nila, ah, okay, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. So that's what they do. And so uh, it became a license for revenge. But Jesus had to redefine that. So here's what Jesus said in verse 39, But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil, or the other person who did you evil, or did you wrong. Uh, the word resist means to oppose. And again, the idea is not so much about non-resistance or dealing with evil because some, we have to deal with evil at some way. Rather, not to take personal retribution. That's exactly what Jesus is saying. You know, I have a pastor friend that would not mention the name who's been ready, ridiculed and shamed and badly treated by the family of his wife. Nung naliligaw pa lang po siya, no? Sobrang minamata siya. Minamaliit kasi parang feeling ng family ng girl, ah, mayaman kami, no? tapos eh, sino tong pastor na to na naliligaw sa anak namin. So he was looked down, he was treated badly, I mean he was insulted. Every time he would go there, he would try to show himself uh, properly and try to show respect to the family but he will be ridiculed, he will be, he, he will be cursed right there. One time may sinama siya kasi wala na siyang dad. Nung namanhikan siya, sinama niyo isang pastor namin. 
ang tawag kasi sa kanya driver. Parang mukhang driver na yan. Nandiyan to na naman yung mukhang driver na yan. So, nung dumating siya para mamanikan, sinamin niya isang pastor namin. Nung nakita nung tatay nung, nung nililigawan niya, sabi, oh, nagsama ka pa ng operator, ha? Pargabi <laughs> <Gabi> talaga. <laughs> Sobrang. <laughs> so, that's, that's how he was treated. But in spite of that, he tried winning her family and do them good and show them respect until they got married. So, walang nagawa, no? Kasi, syempre, you know, the... The girl also stood up and, and fought for the relationship. God bless them. Now they have two wonderful children. And because of their testimony, my friend was able to win the heart and respect of the family. Actually, ngayon siya na yung favorite na son-in-law. And in the process, he was able to minister to them and preach the gospel to the family of the girl. And I believe that's the picture uh, that God wants to happen when he said, but I say to you, do not resist evil. And I believe that's a picture of, that God wants us, for, to ask, us to have. But of course, not all stories end like that. Hindi siya laging, and they live happily ever after. You know, sometimes even when you do the right thing, and even if you do God's will, you will not have the ending that you are imagining in your mind. You know, I'm thinking about the 12 disciples of Jesus and how they died. I think I have a picture just to show you a summary. In spite of serving God's will, in spite of treating people right and serving them well, the Jesus' disciples died in a horrible way. Andrew was crucified. Bartholomew beaten then crucified. James, son of Alphaeus, stoned to death, beheaded. John was exiled for his faith. Trinay muna nila siya na... Ephraim, using cooking oil, they put him in this big container, water, boiling water with oil. And, but he'd never, he did not die, so they just exiled him. That's what they did. Matthew was uh, speared to death. Uh, Peter was crucified upside down. And, and, and all of them, they were, uh, they, they were murdered, basically. So, in spite of doing the right thing, that's what happened. They died without receiving the promise of God. So, that, does that mean that Jesus had failed? So, parang ganun, ibig sabihin, hindi mo parin nakuha yung justice. You know, God is a God of justice. That's why He instituted all these laws. But yet, these people, seemingly, they did not receive the justice they deserved. But you know, some of the promises of God we will receive in this life, but some promises of God we will only receive when we meet Him face to face. But either way, God will still be proven faithful. Faithful pa rin siya. Kung marisib mo dito, then praise God. But if not in this life, in the life to come, we will surely receive the promises of God. And we will say God is faithful. You know, in Romans chapter 12, verse 17 to 21, it says, Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, Live peaceably with all, and beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, and I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink, for by so doing you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. How many of you know God will take care of justice? He is a God. Who, uh, of justice. It may not be when we want it. 
and it may not be how we want it to be served, but He will make sure that justice is served and done. Some of that justice we won't see until we get to heaven. But when that day comes, and when God fulfills all His promises, all of the injustice that we have experienced in this world will seem to be like a bad dream. Para ka lang na naginip, you know. If you read the Bible and compare eternity to this life, this life is short. The Bible says we are transient, we are aliens in this world, and this is short compared to eternity. And whatever discomfort, whatever sacrifices, and whatever injustice we are experiencing here, when we meet Jesus face to face, and when Jesus fulfills all His promises, all the things we experience in this world will seem to be like just a bad dream. Kung na naginip na kayo na masama, di ba? Parang, <laughs> paggising mo, parang, uy, buti na lang pa naginip. Saglit lang. And that's going to be like, the picture. You know, Jesus gave us four examples where we can apply this principle. After Jesus gave that uh, ex- explanation, He gave us four examples. And, and this is not just limited to this, but Jesus just gave us an idea how this applies in real life. First one, He said about physical and verbal assault. He said, if, if, if someone, somebody hit you or slap you on the cheek, right cheek, bigay mo pa yung kabilat. Okay? In Jesus' day, to be slapped on the right cheek with the back of the hand was among the most humiliating and insulting acts one person could inflict on, one, on another person. So it's, it's meant not just to hurt somebody, it's really to show insult and disrespect. It's the most demeaning and it's the most insulting thing that one can do to another person during uh, Jesus' day. Uh, in fact, may mga writings ng historians that some slave would rather be whipped rather than be slapped by their master backhand. Mas gugustuhin pa nila yun kasi sobrang kahihiyan na yun for them. Now, Jesus said, if that happens to you, turn the other cheek and, and give it to them. Another thing is the unfair lawsuits that he said, if somebody demands you your tunic, give him your cloak as well. And the, the tunic is the inner garment, and the cloak is the outer garment. There is a law in the Old Testament where it says, if somebody owes you something, if somebody's indebted to you, you can demand the cloak as a payment. But make sure you return that cloak before sundown because that's wrong. Because that's not just something that they wear as a, as, a, as a clothing. In the evening, especially for poor people, they use that as a blanket, as a covering. So it meant so much for them. If you remove that cloak, I mean, it's just going to, it's going to be like uh, an injustice to the poor. But Jesus said, if somebody demands your tunic, don't just give what is required, go beyond what is required. And that is a radical response because that would mean you going around half naked. Parang sa time natin ngayon, wala kang t-shirt, tas naglalakad ka, alam na mga tao may utang ka. Can you imagine doing that today? But Jesus said, give it anyway. Another thing is comp- compulsory service. In the Roman Empire, uh, a soldier government official could require somebody to carry their heavy luggage and bags for one mile. 
But according to their law, you can only demand somebody to carry your luggage for one mile. Beyond that, that is illegal. But Jesus said, if somebody demands something from you, if somebody demands you to carry their luggage for one mile, go the extra mile. That's where we got the expression, go the extra mile. And last thing, he said about uh, exploited generosity. How many of you here, you're taking advantage uh, of somebody? Okay, yung pagka-generous ho nyo na may nagsisunungaling sa inyo, di ba? Pang-uwi lang po ng Isabela, pamasahe lang. May mga ganun dito, malami niya sa church. Okay, meron, parang ilang taon ka nang di makauwi ng Isabela. <laughs> bigay kami ng bigay, you know? There are people who are doing church hopping, one victory church to another. And going to our pastors and asking for help because their family is sick, a relative, etc. All kinds. But, you know, all our pastors in Metro Manila were exchanging notes and pictures and we're saying, ito bang guy na to nagpunta na sa church nyo, this guy. So, we have all that. We have all kinds of people in church. But Jesus said, sometimes you will be taken advantage of your generosity. But Jesus said, be generous anyway. Be generous anyway. Now, here's the point of what Jesus is trying to say. As a Christian... The world will shame you, the world will abuse you, and the world will take advantage of your generosity. And we have two options, how to respond to that as a Christian. First one is we, we can retaliate. We can, we can get back at people and inflict harm on them. Two options, make the other person suffer as well. So kung may ginawa na ka ng masama, ah, kinu-cold treatment mo ako, ha? cold treatment then eye for an eye. Ah, late ka ha? sa victory group, late din ako. Parang eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Ah, hindi mo ako tinulungan nung ako ay may kailangan, magdusa ka. May pera ako pero hindi kita bibigyan. We can retaliate, we can do evil for evil, you know, we can tarnish somebody's reputation. We can bully them in face, on Facebook. I mean, we can do all these kind of things. The problem with that, if, you, if we go that route, is that it will make our hearts harder. It will not stop the evil. It will just make it more complicated. And it's, not, it's going to destroy our relationship completely. The other option that we have is to forgive and go the extra mile. Forgive and go the extra mile. Refusing the other person to pay for the wrong that they did. And how I many of you know that's not easy? Are you expecting me to do the right thing? But you know, we can wait for other people to do the right thing before we do the, what is right. And if we, if we do that, then our response, our character is dependent on somebody else's response. And that's not right. Kung maghihintay ka na tama yung response ng ibang tao bago ka mag-respond ng tama, then what does it do to your character and to your relationship with God? You don't focus on something you cannot control. You focus on what you can co- control and that is your response. Forgiveness is costly. In fact, uh, somebody said that forgiveness is free for the receiver but costly for the giver. Because when you forgive, you absorb the pain. You absorb the, the cost of the death that the, the person owed to you. Parang, oh, sige, wag mo nang bayaran, ako na magdudusa para dito. And you know, it's not easy. 
it absolutely hurts and it feels like a kind of death. But it is a death that leads to resurrection. Alam mo, the amazing things is that when we trust God for justice, and when we do what God is telling us to do, in the process, yes, it's painful. But in the process, we're resurrected. It, we enter into a new life, a new peace. And God heals us and stops the spread of evil. Something happens in our hearts. We become more Christ-like. Because that's exactly what Christ has done for us. You know, I think one thing we need to always remind ourselves, every time we are tempted to retaliate, is that we are sinners before we are sinned against. We are first a sinner before we are sinned against. If there's anyone here who have caused anyone the, the worst kind of pain and abuse and insult, if there's anyone who've caused that to somebody, it's us. We've abused, we've shamed, we've insulted and rebelled against God. A holy God. Yet, in, rather than retaliating and giving us His full wrath, Jesus responded to us with love. You know, in Romans chapter 3, verse 25 to 26, and I'm reading from an NLT version, and then I'm going to end. It says, For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed His life, shedding His blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when He held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness. For he himself is fair and just. And he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. You know, on the cross, Jesus gave his life. And every time we look at the cross, we're reminded of God's justice and God's love. And both were fulfilled on the cross. Because our sin demands justice. Our wrongdoings demands justice. God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross and absorb the wrath of God. He took our place in our punishment so that we can receive God's forgiveness and blessing. And because of what Christ has done on the cross, we are here today forgiven. We are here today receiving the blessing of God and enjoying our relationship with Him. That's what Christ's forgiveness has done for us. That's the message of the cross. That's the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. That sinners who deserve wrath and punishment receive forgiveness and love from God. And so, not only that the cross is the message of, of love, it's also a message of justice. That, this, that justice was served. And in turn, we receive the love of God. That's why when we look at the cross... Parang, Lord, grabe yung ginawa niya sa akin. You know, pag tumingin ka sa cross, ay, mas grabe yung ginawa ko sa iyo, Lord. Lord, nag-commit siya sa akin ng injustice. Grabe, Lord, sang katutak na injustice kinumit ko sa iyo. We are first sinners because before we are first sinned against. And in light of what Christ has done for us, the Bible says, do unto others. Just as you have received mercy, extend mercy to others. 
Just as you receive grace from God, extend grace to others. Just as you receive love, extend love to others. And because you are forgiven, you can forgive other people as well. The cross gives us the power to forgive. And the cross gives us the power to actually extend grace to others. We are changed in the process. And rather than harboring that bitterness and anger, God wants to take that away. God wants to heal us and give us a brand new heart. A heart that is able to give love to others so that we can reconcile people to us and we can reconcile people to God. Amen? Lord Jesus, Lord, just like your other commands, it's easier to, it's easier said than done. Lord, we can understand it, Lord God, in the head level, Lord, knowledge. We can understand it. Yet, Lord, it's not always easy to apply. It's not always easy, Lord God, to, Lord God, to execute. Lord, we need your grace. Lord, today we ask for the grace of God and we ask for the Spirit of God. I pray that we will understand the gospel better. I pray we will experience the gospel better so we can live the life you want us to live. Many times, Lord God, we cannot relate with other people the way you want us to because we don't fully understand what you've done for us. But only if we understand how much we're forgiven, then we can forgive other people who have sinned against us also. So Lord, I pray God, open our eyes. Take away our, the self-righteousness we have. Take away the pride. Take away, take away, Lord, whatever is blinding us from knowing the truth and applying your word. Lord, I pray, Jesus, that you will set us free today. If any one of us here are harboring unforgiveness and bitterness, because of an offense or crime committed to us, I pray, God, that you would heal us. I pray that you will set us free, God. I pray that we will not be bitter all the days of our lives. I pray we will not be imprisoned. We will not allow people who have done us wrong to continually abuse us for the rest of our lives. In our mind, Lord, rehearsing it over and over again. Today, Lord, release us in Jesus' name. Heal us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Teach us how to forgive. Teach us how to release grace. Teach us how to, re- to extend mercy and love to others, just like what you've done for us. Remove these toxic emotions, these toxic thoughts, Lord, fueling, Lord God, this, this desire for revenge. Lord, I pray we will not be a people who have that, that, venge- that vengeful spirit, God, But I pray we will be a people with a spirit of love and sound mind and self-control. Father God, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for producing the fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. I pray that the fruit of the Spirit will continue to grow in us. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here, Lord God, that we need to forgive, if there's anyone we need to reach out to so that our relationship will be restored, I pray give us the humility, the grace, and the courage after this service to take the first step to initiate, Lord. God, thank you that you are restoring relationships. Thank you that you're restoring marriages and families and friendships.
Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.